Once upon a morning, there was a freshly brewed McCafe coffee. It was made with 100% Arabica beans, yet something was missing. Fear not, in the distance, a sausage McMuffin with egg rides toward the sunrise in quest for breakfast. The perfect pair met at McDonald's, and mornings were happy forever after. Right now, get a $1 small coffee and a $2 sausage McMuffin with egg from the $1-2-3 menu. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Hello, friends, and welcome to Untorn, the broadcast, the podcast from Studio 14B. I'm your host, Jay Trainer, broadcasting live. It is good to be with you guys. I absolutely love sharing this time with you, and I want to welcome those of you who are watching over on Facebook Live. Please feel free to share this post as you seem fit, uh, as you deem fit, uh, if you would like to. Uh, would love to have the opportunity to pour out into uh, your your sphere of influence during these next. Uh, a few moments together. Untorn, what's it about? It's a broadcast where we talk about life. It's a broadcast where we talk about love. It's a broadcast where we just go deep with the issues and things that we are facing in life. And I want to welcome you aboard, those of you who are watching, those of you who are tuned in. It is good to be with you guys. We've been looking uh, this month on at many UN words, unwords, that really sort of define and talk about faith. Last week, we looked at this whole idea of understanding and how we try and wrap our brain around understanding instead of taking a posture to stand. Tonight, we're looking at what it means to be unstuck. Now, just real quickly, by a quick survey within those of you who are watching or those of you who are listening live, if you want to share in the respective chat room, I want to encourage you to do so at this time or in the comments below. Share a time in your life where you have been stuck. What has led you to being stuck? What is the reason that you have remained stuck? And why are you okay with being stuck? Uh, That's what we're looking at real quick tonight as we get started. For me, there are three things that come to mind as it relates to being stuck, being attached in life. Number one is this. I have a problem that's very selfish in nature. Uh, Some may call it sin. And you know what? I would call it sin, but for the sake of those that are watching this broadcast, it's it's truly a, a selfish problem. So I get stuck in my selfishness. Maybe you can relate to that. Maybe you can't. That's okay either way. Uh, that's number one. Number two for me is I'm just kind of in a low season of life. Listen, there are highs and lows of life. There are mountaintop experiences. There are valley experiences that we all go through. And uh, for me, sometimes it's just a low season of life. That's why I get stuck. And it's just one bad thing after another. And the last thing uh, for me, why I get stuck when I get stuck is maybe just maybe something's trying to grab my attention uh, to go deeper, to move beyond the current sphere, the current uh, place that I am residing in or where I'm currently plugged in. So those are three areas generally why I get stuck. I get stuck because of selfishness. 
I get stuck because of just a low season of life circumstantially. Things kind of stink, uh, whatever the case may be. And then the third thing sometimes is just life is trying to get my attention to make a decision about something. What what are some reasons that you get stuck? Maybe uh, you can think about that, process that. If you want to jump in and comment about that in the comments below or in the chat room, I want to encourage you to feel free to do that at any time during this particular broadcast. But I know for each and every one of us, there are times where we do get stuck. Somebody's mentioning fear. Ashley, thank you for chiming in and sharing that. Absolutely. Fear is definitely one of those things that that cripples us from moving forward in whatever capacity we are supposed to grow in. This whole idea of being scared and it becomes debilitating in nature and it holds us back from becoming uh, so much more than we are ever intended to be. Uh, what are some other reasons that you are that you get stuck in life? Maybe you can relate to it being a low season. Maybe it's just uh, a selfish problem or a sin problem. Or maybe just maybe something's trying to get your attention. Generally for me, those are the three main reasons why I get stuck. So we all get stuck. I think that we can all relate to that in some capacity of remaining stuck, of getting stuck, of attaching ourselves to different things, thinking, oh, well, I can master that thing or I can handle it. And next thing you know, that thing (laughs) masters you. And that's not a good place to be. And so with that being said, tonight we're going to look out of the book of Hebrews, which is a book of the Bible, uh, chapter 12. We're going to read 11 verses together tonight as it relates to becoming unstuck by the ways of God. And I've got five main points I'd like to talk to you about tonight as it relates to becoming unstuck in nature. So with that being said, let's pray together, let's dive in, and let's ultimately um, seek out the Lord as it relates to uh, being stuck in life and growing out of the stuck nature from whence we once were to becoming everything that God has intended you and I to be. Let's pray together. God, wherever we're at on this spectrum of belief, uh, I know, God, that there are some that watch, that listen to this broadcast on a regular basis, that kind of get tied up in wondering where you're at because of different things that happen in life that are very difficult to overcome. And tonight, Lord, I I just want to pray for those that feel stuck wondering where you're at. God, I want to pray for those that feel stuck uh, tonight because of a behavior or a commitment that was made that is not honoring of you. I want to pray, Lord, for us to understand what it means to uh, become unstuck by your uh, Holy Spirit's leading, by the conversation that will take place tonight. I pray, Jesus, that you would be honored and glorified and magnified through this talk. Thank you uh, for the wonderful chance and opportunity to, to dive into your word. And as I, as we read it together, I pray that it would light up, that it would illuminate different areas of each one of our lives. And may you get all the glory for it. Thank you, God. You are good. We love you. Your mercy, your love, it endures forever. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. All right, my friends, let's read Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 11. Tonight, reading it out of the uh, New Living Translation. Some of you might be 
bothered by that. I usually like to use ESV, but for the sake of the simplicity of the language of the NLT, it still drives home the point, and it's still uh, a legitimate translation. So let's read this thing together tonight. This is the reading of the word of the Lord out of Hebrews chapter 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by a large, by a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. Sin that so easily entangles, messes us up. This whole idea of selfishness and pride. Let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross. He endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. After all, you have not yet given your lives in the struggle against sin. It's pretty wild when you think about verse 4. More on that in a little while. Verse 5. And have you got forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you as his kids, as his children? He said, my child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline and don't give up when he corrects you. For the Lord disciplines those he loves and he punishes each one he accepts as his child. As you endure this dis- divine discipline, remember that God is treating you like his own children. Whoever heard of a child who is never disciplined by its father? If God doesn't discipline you, as he does all of his children, it means that you are illegitimate and are not really his children at all. Since we respected our earthly fathers who disciplined us, shouldn't we submit even more to the discipline of the father of our spirits uh, and live forever? For our earthly fathers disciplined us for a few years, doing the best that they knew how. But God's discipline is always good for us, so that we may share in his holiness. No discipline is enjoyable. Hear that, my friends. No discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. It's painful. But afterwards, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. This is the reading of the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God for his incredible and awesome reality. Amen? So that's what it's about, my friends. That was a reading out of the ESV. The first thing I want to highlight for you as it relates to this passage, as it relates to discipline and becoming unstuck in nature, is castaway. It's the word castaway. Now, some of us have seen the movie Castaway. Some of us have high regard for Tom Hanks and his acting as it relates to that movie, and it's a great movie. I love the plot line. It's it's incredible to watch. It's a, it's a neat uh, thing to be a part of and, and that sort of thing. And so uh, as it relates to uh, Castaway, uh, we are told in verse 1 to cast away or strip off every weight that slows us down, which means, my friends, You are equipped and you are enabled by the Lord God Almighty 
to be able to say no to those things that weigh you down and cast those things on the sidelines of life, especially the sin that pervades and invades and trips us up. Again, I want to encourage each one of you. I said this last week. If this is one of those videos that encourages you that you know your friends need to hear, I want to encourage you to share this video. It's that easy. You just click the share button and you're a part of the evangelistic effort of Untorn. It's one thing to like this. It's one thing to comment about this. It's one thing to sit in the fellowship of this. But it's another thing to be a part of reaching out and invading social media for the sake of Jesus and for the sake of the causes that are greater than you and greater than me. So point number one is cast away. You are equipped. Again, you are equipped. You are enabled by the Lord God Almighty in verse one to ultimately cast away those weighty things that slow you down. Now, I know it's hard to believe because fear casts a mold over us, shame casts a mold over us, and declares and says, that's not possible. In fact, temptation, as it comes on the scene, loves to say, you know what, you can get a hold on this, you can handle this, and next thing you know, you are mastered by it. And my friends, that is not meant for you, and it's not meant for me. Therefore, my friends, we are meant to cast those weighty things on the sidelines of life and say bye bye to those things. And you are equipped, you are enabled. If Scripture declares it, you can live it. If Scripture says, you know what, this is possible, guess what it is. And I know it's easy to get weighed down by other things that say, no, this is not going to happen. No, this is not going to be possible. But again, I come back to the reality. If Scripture says it, if Scripture declares it, then it is. It is ultimate truth. And are you going to say, you know what, that's true for other people but not me? Come on. Cast away those things that are not of the Lord. Cast away those things that are tripping you up, those selfish things that that you think, oh, I'm going to master this, I'm going to handle it, I'm going to hold on to it. Are you kidding me? You're not able to hold on to it. You're not able to handle it. It's just going to jack you up. And you think you got this? No way. Throw it away. Especially the sin that so easily trips you up. Especially the sin that so easily trips me up. And it's so incredibly happens every day it's so incredibly um weighs us down that we say you know what this castaway idea is meant for other people but it's not meant for me it is meant for you and if you don't do it you are doing yourself and you are doing god's work inside of you a disservice and you are limiting that which is possible because god declares and says you know what All things are possible to him who believes. Think about that reality. Again, we're we're talking about this whole idea of becoming unstuck in nature. Point number two, again, five points as it relates to Hebrews 12. We looked at the word castaway, especially sin, especially the sin sin that so easily entangles and trips us up and loves to hold us back. 
Point number two, again, is this. It's the race. Let us run the with endurance the race that God has set before us. Again, same thing. If God has declared it, it is possible. And as it says in verse 1, we are meant to run with endurance. That doesn't mean we run in such a way where we burn ourselves out so that we can't handle life pressures as they come up later on. What it means, my friends, is God equips you and enables you to have the endurance. Therefore, because of that reality, you and I are meant to continue to press into the endurance because he already had the endurance in the first place. So we have castaway. We have the race. God has already marked it out or set it, set it up before us. It's not like God is beyond time. God knows what's up. God knows what we struggle with. God knows what we deal with even before we recognize and realize what we're dealing with ourselves. Uh, it's mentioned in the, in the discussion, being single. I get stuck in my singleness while watching other people find happiness easily. Sometimes lose track of what's important. Yeah, that's James, it is so easy to get caught up in in life pressures especially the pressures that happen within your sphere within your age group um, and not to get tied down or weighed down with the race that you think is marked out for you but to get tied down and and seek and meditate and uh, go after the Lord in terms of everything that he has marked out for you so we have castaway Cast away those things that are not of the Lord. We have the race that is marked out for us, the race that that he leads us in. The third thing that I want to talk about tonight is uh, he begins and he modifies. He is the initiator. He is the champion, as verse 2 talks about. And because he's the champion, he can initiate us in the race. And not only that, he also perfects and grows us in the race, Jesus starts it and we respond in it towards his maturity and towards his growth in the ways of the faith. Now, again, I know it's easy to say, oh, I'm alone. I go through life by myself. I, I, I get it. I understand what it, what it means to uh, get thrown off of our game, so to speak. But we have to remember to keep our eyes fixated on the cross to keep our eyes fixated on Jesus, who is the author, he's the perfecter of all of our faith. And because of that reality, why would we want to supplement or substitute the greatness of our God with the weakness of something else? Get unstuck from that mentality. Get unstuck from that way of thinking, my friends. You're made for more. He begins. He initiates. He's the author. And he continues to modify and show us the way, show us the pacing that we need to have so that we can complete the race under his leadership and under his endurance. Wrap your head around that reality. The fourth thing that we're looking at is ultimately the word endurance. Endurance is repeated here several times in this text, especially in the first half. The first six verses talk about it uh, left and right. In fact, in verses 2 and 3, it's mentioned twice, he endured it. He endured the cross. He endured um, it for sinful people. His enduring 
not ours endure not our endurance but ultimately his endurance so that we can have endurance a thought found in verse 4 after all you haven't given you haven't given your lives in your struggle against sin you haven't given your lives uh, in your struggle against sinful ways and sinful people have you it doesn't say that it doesn't declare that in verse 4 in fact what it says there it's it wakes me up and should wake you up to the reality that somebody else already has done it for me and we are sometimes not able to count up the cost because we are so ignorant to the fact that we think we need to have this messiah complex as though we are doing it ourselves i haven't given my very all towards the battle and the struggle of sin it's almost like jesus says there, I'm going to drop the mic in verse 4 of Hebrews chapter 12. I'll read it for you again. After all, you have not, give, you have not yet given your lives in your struggle against sin. Boom. Mic drop. So we have these... Four major things so far, four major themes as it relates to becoming unstuck. Cast away the garbage. You are equipped, you are enabled to throw those things away. There's a race that's marked out for you. And you need to embrace the race, you need to walk in that reality. We have a Savior who is the the author, the beginner, and the modifier he is the champion, as verse 2 declares. And it's because of his endurance that we are able to be modified and grow in the realities that God has for each and every one of us. But then there's this fifth and final element as it relates to this passage of becoming unstuck. Again, we're looking at the unseries, UN words that relate to growth and maturity in Jesus' name. Tonight's word is unstuck. And the fifth and final point as it relates to the second half of Hebrews 12 that we looked at tonight, verses 7 through 11 specifically, and actually you can include verses 5 and 6, you have this thing called discipline. In fact, let me count it up how many times it's mentioned here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten times in verses 5 through 11, the word discipline is mentioned and highlighted in the NLT, the New Living Translation. And it's funny, the key thing to making disciples is the word discipline. The two words are are really uh, connected. And here's some quick thoughts as it relates to discipline in this passage, the truth of discipline found in this passage. We have a legitimate daddy who says, you know what? I'm going to discipline you because I love you. It's identified here not just once, but twice. Once in verses 5 and 6, for the Lord disciplines those he loves. And then uh, his kids are would be illegitimate because of his discipline for you in verse 8. And as we look at that, as we read it, as we dive into that reality, my friends, we have to understand that discipline is a very essential and real thing. 
And I don't say it to shame us. I don't say it to uh, throw out some sort of um, piece of the puzzle that says you need to feel bad about yourself. But we have a legitimate father who loves us because of the nature of his discipline revealed throughout scripture and the nature of his discipline revealed throughout my life on a daily occurrence. I have a daddy that loves me. And guess what? You have a daddy that loves you too. That's his discipline. Verse 10 talks about how his discipline is always good. Now, it may not feel good. In fact, I'm not a glutton for punishment, but verse 11 indicates that it doesn't feel good, especially when it's happening. No discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. Duh, it's painful. It hurts. That's why it's called discipline. I'm on the road to recovery right now, my friends. Some A quick story for you. Monday, I had surgery for to take care of two hernias. It hurt. Not the hernias, but they found them. They found them in plenty of time in order to take care of them before they would get to a place of hurting. But putting in the IV and walking through that, the cutting me open, the recovery time, the last 72 hours, man, guys and ladies, it's painful. It hurts. I hope and pray no one has to go through it. And for the last five days, I've been on or for the last three days, rather, not five days, feels like five days sometimes, I've been on painkillers, whether it's a prescribed painkiller or ibuprofen. I've been on these painkillers because it doesn't feel good. The pain that has happened doesn't feel good. But in the long run, I'm going to be more healthy. I'm going to be better equipped to enjoy life because of the fixing that had to happen inside of me. And that's what God does. He does this spiritual surgery as as verse as verse uh 7 declares as you endure this divine discipline, this divine surgery that happens. It doesn't feel good. It's not meant to feel good, but it's meant to put you in the process of becoming healthy and whole. So that ultimately as it shares here we could share in his holiness, as verse 10 talks about. Let me let me mention about what this is uh, indicating here. To share in his holiness, what it means is to exhibit, to reveal, and show, and live by it, so that you and I become people of character and integrity who are doing life beyond ourselves, not because of anything that we've done, simply only to the response of what God has put in front of us. It's code of conduct for us. Verse 11 sums it up. It's a peaceful harvest of right living. Those who are trained in this way. And I don't know about you, but I want to be trained in that manner. I want to be trained in that way. And that, my friends, is tonight's Untorn. Unstuck. You want to be unstuck? You need those five qualities. You need to cast away the garbage. You need to endure the race that is marked out before you by the champion, the beginner, the author, the perfecter of of faith. You need his endurance, the endurance that he has already won the battle with. Again, as it says in verse 4, After all, you have not yet given your lives in your struggle against sin. 
I haven't, but Jesus has. And that's the neat thing about his reality. And then there's this, this quality called discipline. I need discipline and so do you. We all do. Because without discipline, we would not have a legitimate father and we would not have legitimate growth in Jesus' name. We would not have this legitimate movement of becoming unstuck and the direction that you and I need to move in and process towards or proceed towards as we are becoming unstuck is the process of sharing in the fellowship of his holiness. That's untorn tonight. So my friends, I want to thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being part of this broadcast. It is truly an honor and a privilege uh, to do this. Next week's word, undivided. So stay tuned as we continue in this unseries. On, beha- on behalf of the faculty and staff, I want to thank you for being part of Untorn, where we are broadcasting life and broadcasting love. From Studio 14B, I'm your host, Jay Trainer. We will see you next time here for Untorn.net. Thanks for being part of Untorn. Remember to cast away the junk, run the race. Jesus is your champion, begins, modifies with him. His endurance is already marked out for us, and you and I need to be people of discipline. Good night, my friends. We'll see you next time right here on Untorn. number one number two employee leave a message at the hey jamie it's me jamie this is your daily pep talk i know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group mad harmony but you will bounce back i mean you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the name your price tool it should be you giving me the pep talk now get out there hit that high note and take mad harmony all the way to nationals this year sorry it's pitchy Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, you with the rhinestone dog collar. Between us dogs, I just convinced my human to upgrade to a new home with the 1,200 square foot bathroom. I think she called it a yard. With Wells Fargo's 3% down payment on a fixed rate loan, my human realized a new home was within reach. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash woof.
Wells Fargo Home Mortgage. Down payments as low as 3% on a fixed-rate loan require mortgage insurance. Ask a home mortgage consultant about loan requirements. Wells Fargo Home Mortgage is a division of Wells Fargo Bank N.A. Equal housing lender. NMLSR ID 399801.